friends. Welcome to Dig the Plot Podcast. I'm Jada Atwood. I feel like it's now officially spooky season. October is my busiest month of the year, and I have managed to add even more things to this month. Saturday, October the 21st through Sunday, October the 22nd is the Southern Festival of Books in Nashville, Tennessee. Now, you can check the schedule for this, and they could have even added more days to it. But it's held at three different locations, the Bicentennial Mall, the Tennessee State Museum, and the Tennessee State Library. They have over 150 author appearances, vendors, food trucks, music, and performing arts. There is a ton of stuff. I've checked the author list quite often because, like I said, this schedule changes daily. And there are several people I would love to meet, see. I don't know if you get to talk to them. I feel like you do. I know there's panels. But I'm really looking forward to attending this. I don't know how long this has been going on, but I know this is not the first year. So I don't know why this has never been on my radar, but I was very glad to run across it. So looking forward to that at the end of October. All right, on to the books. The first book we're going to look at today is You Shouldn't Have Came Here by Geneva Rose. Now, I've been holding on to this book for quite some time, maybe even two months, because I was considering doing a book club top book club type podcast where I discuss the book from beginning to end. Not really a spoiler. I'm not wanting to just tell you, but I wanted to be able to discuss the parts that I loved and the parts that I don't love and the parts that I would have changed. And most of the time, those are the twists and the jaw drops and the shocking parts of the book. And you can't really give those away. And so I really thought this would be the first book to do that with, but I still haven't pulled the trigger on it. So I really think when and if, no, if and when I do this, it'll be 2024. I'm not going to try and start it in the middle of the year, but this to me was just going to be one of the most perfect books to do that with. I took extensive notes on it and then just kept putting it off. So we really need to get this book reviewed. But, and I think I've mentioned this in every podcast, but I kind of pick up new listeners and I don't really go back to see if anybody listens to the past podcast. But what I'd like to do is say, okay, we'll just use this book. I would say in the month of October, we're going to read You Shouldn't Have Came Here and we're going to discuss this on this podcast. And I'm going to discuss everything about this book. So that would give you time to read it while I read it, and then you can listen to me talk about it. <laughs> so you can even send in, message me on Instagram, or you can even post messages. I'm pretty sure underneath podcasts on Spotify. But it would just be a way, it would just, like I said, it would just be a book club. It's not for me just to tell you, hey, these are all the big parts of this book. And then also, I read a lot of ARCs, and they've not been released yet, so it's not something you can read, and I certainly can't ruin those books for you. So this would have to be a book that's been out for a while that everyone would have time to read. So we'll look at that for next year. But once again, let's review You Shouldn't Have Came Here by Geneva Rose. So Grace Evans is looking for an escape from her busy life. She books an Airbnb on a ranch in the middle of Bois, Wyoming. When she gets there, she meets the owner, Calvin Wells, and is Wells and is pleasantly surprised to find that he is a very handsome man. But there were several things that she was not happy about, and that was the lack of cell phone service, a missing woman, and just an overall bad feeling. Now, those three things to me would have sent me back the opposite direction, and I would not stop until I had cell phone service. Who wants to be in the middle of nowhere 
with all of these things going on, I don't see how you would relax. But anyway, she also soon learns that she's basically just staying in a bedroom in Calvin's house. So I've never been in an Airbnb, but I don't really picture it being like that. Nevertheless, she stays, and then while she's unpacking in her room, she finds lots of pricey items that were left behind, like some Lululemon. She even mentions it to Calvin, and I think he just kind of <clears throat> brushes it away and says, oh, it's no big deal. She must have left in a hurry. But it, this just starts to add to her uneasiness. But despite somehow all of this, she finds herself attracted to Calvin. Now, let me tell you, this book's nuts. So this part's nuts. But when I finished reading this book, my first thoughts were, what in the world? What is this? I went into this book completely blind. I did not read the summary. I just knew it was Geneva Rose, and I wanted to read it. It really was one of those books where I guess I, was, I knew I was going to have FOMO if I didn't. Every time I got on Instagram, somebody had it in a picture. And I thought, well, I certainly can't miss this book. So I couldn't wait to read it. But I did go into it blind, and I'm very glad I did. It's best described as a bad horror film that you just can't look away from, but I was totally here for it. Is it cheesy? Yes. Addicting? Yes. Corny? Yes. Satisfying? Oddly, yes. I can't even describe how she managed to build the tension in this book. My heart would be absolutely racing, and I would be expecting the worst. I would be like, okay, it's coming up. When I turn this page, something big's going to happen. And then I would read, and everything was normal. It would be like you would just breathe that sigh like, you know, your eyes had been shut, and then you opened them, and then the ghost wasn't there. I don't know. I just can't get over how she created and built things up just to kind of let you back down. But you still knew something huge, something bad was going to happen. You just didn't have any clue when, what, or who. But something was getting ready to happen. I love when I finish a book to read other reviews, and this book was the extreme both ways. She had all kinds of one-star reviews and just as many five-star reviews. You definitely will not be in the middle of the road on this book. You're either going to love it or you're going to absolutely hate it. The chapters were broken up into days, and I love that. In the beginning, you know how many days Grace is going to be there for. So as you move through the book, I felt like I was working toward a goal, and as we made it past each day, I knew I was getting closer to the end, and then you kind of know, okay, everybody's still here. The best way to sum up this review is whether you like it or hate it, it's going to be a book that you will not soon forget. I recommend it. Even if I felt like that it was something that, you know, if this was one of my friends and I'm like, I don't know if you're going to like it or not, I still want you to read it. I still think at the end of the day, if you hate it, you're still going to be glad you read it. So pick that up. All right. The next book that we're going to look at is The Fury by Alex Michaelides. He also wrote The Silent Patient. I still firmly believe that The Silent Patient is still my all-time favorite book. I can't think of anything I would rank above it, even still. I That was my most, I still remember sitting on the couch. My husband was in the recliner. I don't even, I think he may have been reading, honestly, because it was kind of quiet. And that jaw-dropping gasp, <laughs> and he looked over at me, and he was like, what? Like, I just remember that moment with that book, and I've never experienced another moment like that with any other book. Absolutely love The Silent Patient. Um, I've also read The Maidens, 
They're all good books. Recommend all three of these. But I was least impressed with The Maiden. So if you're like, hey, rank these. Definitely Silent Patient, The Fury, and then The Maidens. So, Lana Farrar is a reclusive ex-movie star and one of the most famous women in the world. Every year, she invites her closest friends to spend Easter on her private Greek island. This is a tale of murder. Maybe that's not quite true. Maybe at its heart, it's a love story, isn't it? Well, you'll just have to read it to find out. There were seven people all trapped on this island, and one of them was a murderer. So, let's meet the cast. I've already spoken about Lana. She was the movie star who retired at 40. She has one son, Leo, and is married to Jason Miller after her first husband, Otto Krantz, died, which is the reason she has this island. She also took her best friend, Kate Crosby, who is also an actor and the complete opposite of Lana. She's real mouthy, has to be the center of attention probably wouldn't like her. She also takes Elliot Chase, who you'll find is the narrator. Elliot, when it all is said and done, is in love with Lana. Kate couldn't stand Elliot. There's also Agathy, I guess you would say, the housekeeper, assistant, cook, just all around everything to Lana. Um, they made her seem so old in this book. Like, I would have guessed she was a Probably early 70s-year-old matronly woman. Uh -uh, she was only 45. Like, I can't wait for you to read this and see if you feel the same way. I about died when they said she was 45 years old. And finally, Nikos. He is the island's caretaker. He never leaves the island. That's who Lana and Otto, when he was still alive, they just found him. He was basically a recluse, didn't want to come in contact with people, so he just stayed there and took care of things when they weren't there. And... um I don't know if this is a pun. I don't know. I'd have to ask my son, but <laughs> I read this in a fury. I mean, that's what I did. When I got it, I squealed. I jumped up and down. Couldn't believe they sent it to me. Was so super excited that I got this early release of this book in the mail, and I devoured it as soon as I opened it. This book does not disappoint. The take the tale is told by a narrator, sorry. The tale is told by a narrator who also happens to be a character. One of the best lines in the book was, we are all unreliable narrators of our own life. My favorite kind of story is one with an unreliable narrator, and you won't find anyone any more unreliable than Elliot, trust me. The writing of this story is absolutely brilliant. You feel like you've been dropped off into a play, and the storyteller is talking directly to you. It felt like a conversation which allowed the author to continually go back over the situation. There was a mixture of fact and fiction that keeps you on your toes until the very last page. The end of each, I love this too, the end of each chapter propels you to the next, like it draws you, because you're sitting there, and you want to go to bed, and you're like, okay, one more chapter, oh, one more chapter, okay, just one more chapter. I love, oh, and also short chapters, and we all love short chapters, hopefully I do. The Fury referred to the wind, and that was my, I don't want to say it was a disappointment, but that's what the fury, ref like, that's what it was about, the wind, because, you know, it was furious, I don't know, but it just didn't really play a big part in the book. I wanted more of a storm, I, and you just really didn't get that. That wasn't something that just really stood out to me, and since it was the title, I felt like it should have played a bigger role in what was happening on the island, but still... Eh, still a five-star read. Still recommend that you read this book. Um, Silent Patient still my favorite, but this one's really good. All right. 
So I have read so many good books lately. And it really spoils you when you're just reading one after the other. But I finally came across one that wasn't so great. And I hate... I shouldn't say hate. I mean, not every book is for every person. I give my friend Gina books all the time, and she's like, eh, I mean, it was okay. And then I'm sitting over here thinking, how can you say that? This was absolutely wonderful. So everybody has their own ideas and own opinions. But I hate giving low reviews, I guess. But The Guests by Margot Hunt, I only gave it two and a half stars, and I really like Margot Hunt. So it's always a disappointment when you think that you're just going to love something when you get it and then you don't. But a Category 5 hurricane is headed toward Marlowe and Lee Davis's home. Now, they have weathered hurricanes before, so they decided to ride out the storm at home. Right before the storm hits, a boat is tied up at their dock and... They feel like they have no choice but to offer them shelter. I mean, the storm is literally starting to pound them. And these people walk off the boat onto their dock and they're like, you know, we're going to have to take shelter with you. Something is off from the very beginning and everyone in the room feels it. The premise of this story was wonderful. I mean, to me, what I just described to you would hook me in a heartbeat. But it just did not enjoy how it was told. The dialogue was the whole downfall of the book. At times, it felt so cheesy. Now, my Geneva Rose book was cheesy, but the whole, it just went with, it just felt like a bad horror film. It just felt like a slasher movie with the, you shouldn't have came here, so cheesy. And she probably didn't mean to be cheesy, but it was, which is what made it five stars or four. I can't remember which I give it. But nevertheless, this book didn't need this kind of dialogue. It needed something stronger. There was no character development, and that would have just made for such a better story. My favorite character was Mick. He didn't last very long. That's not a spoiler. Happens right in the beginning. And they just kept saying over and over, the police won't respond to distress calls. The police won't respond. Well, this was way more than a distress call, like way more than a distress call. I just, I saw the twist coming. It was just disappointing. If something would have just blown me away, I probably could have overlooked some of the other things that didn't. It just, again, I just can't imagine what this book would have been because it started out so great because they immediately felt like, why would these people be out on a boat when they've been told for probably weeks that a hurricane's coming and then the closer they get to that day that it's a hurricane it's going to be category five and these people take off in a boat so you know that was just a great plot just great and then it just fell apart but if you have never read Margot Hunt I definitely would start with another one of her books um just because she's a great author and you know you may enjoy this but I did only give it two and a half stars probably would have been okay if I hadn't read it But it's just disappointing when you have a really good plot and then it just kind of falls flat in the end. That's it for this week. Not really sure what we're doing next week. You would not believe how many books I have on the list that still need to be reviewed. And then I really want to do an episode of just looking at what I feel as far as what I've read would be the spookiest books you could read. And then I also wouldn't care to do an episode of what... I think would be the spookiest books that I've not read, some that I would choose if I could work them all in before October 31st. So we'll see. So who knows what we're going to do next week. The only thing I can tell you for sure is we're going to talk about books.
for listening to this week's Dig the Plot. Be sure and follow me on Instagram at digtheplot underscore. Join me next week. See you then. Thank you.